I want to hear the song, man. I got to get the mode. Lay your buzz, get down on the floor, on the floor. Lay your buzz, get down on the floor, on the floor. Lay your buzz, get down on the floor, on the floor. Lay your buzz, get down on the floor, on the floor. Lay your buzz, get down on the floor, on the floor. Lay your buzz, get down on the floor, on the floor. Lay your buzz, get down on the floor, on the Time I hit the door, I saw hoes on the floor. Niggas dressed in suits, tricking out of lay dough. Me, I'm a pimp, I ain't paying for no sex. Man, I'd rather buy a car or a new Rolex. Plus, I got street fame, so hoes flock like birds. I got one hole in the weed, I got one hole in the serve. When I hit the club, I'ma be with David Banner, a thug ass nigga with bad table manners. We act bad, my nigga, what is y'all saying? Like when we walk inside clubs, niggas hold that gal hand, cause they know we run trains. Shoo, shoo, all night, how could your gal leave me and be with you all night? But it's alright, cause you know we don't kiss, like two short said. Bitches ain't shit, I try to told ya that most girls really freaks, and this is how they gotta make. Yeah, what it do world, welcome to another episode of Bad Guy Radio, to say hello to the Bad Guy Podcast, as always, I am your host, the voice, Cutter Kang, welcome to the Madhouse, as you know man, in my Madhouse, anything goes, we cover the topics you want to hear, and I leave all that other shit in the wind. This is Detroit's most dangerous podcast man, this is the podcast for the goons, the goblins, the dealers, the killers, the crackheads, the junkies. This is the podcast for the streets, man. We put it down in this motherfucker. We put it all on the floor. We aim to entertain, but we also aim to educate. We're going to tell the story, and then we're going to let the people decide. You know what I'm saying? But we know this is the podcast for the streets. Listen, I do this shit for niggas with $17 in the bank. We're going to deposit three singles just to take the 20 out. We doing that. That's how we doing this shit, man. Listen, we fresh off another installment of the Hoology series. You know, as you guys know, you know, Hoology is my, that's my dating, you know, that's my dating expertise, you know, uh, area, you know, where I get to diving into the dating and relationships between opposite sex. And on the other side of that, you know, my second mini series is what we have is the True Life series. And what the True Life series is, it's pretty much where I, you know, take people you know, who may live what we may call alternative lifestyles or just lifestyles that are not considered ordinary. And we bring them on and we let them, you know, we let them tell their story. Now, today's show is another installment into the True Life uh, segment, you know, where we're going to dive in. We're going to dive into that life, you know, a life that kind of is fascinating, you know, to a lot of people. I see a lot of y'all trying to emulate it. A lot of y'all doing it at a slow pace. A lot of y'all doing it at a fast pace. But we're going to get into it uh, on this show. Now, most of the figures, like I said, you know, from the True Life series come from ordinary, unordinary lifestyles uh, or things that we don't consider typically normal. Uh, we know we open the doors on these shows and I get a floor to my guests to tell their stories and provide a better understanding to my listeners regarding a specific life and story in a nine Judgment Zone. You feel what I'm saying? In True Life Volume 1, you know, we spoke with Mulan Kush, Mulan Kush, I'm sorry, who was an amateur porn star 
who uh, gave us her story regarding her career as an up and coming porn star, uh, an inter- internet sexual entertainer. You know, she had OnlyFans and she said she utilized Pornhub, so on and so forth. Um, in volume two, uh, we spoke with Jazz. You know, she was an exotic dancer uh, with, I believe, her company was called The Naked Hustle. And uh, she gave us insight into how it was from the the personal adult, in-person adult entertainment. She said she has OnlyFans as well, but she was a dancer as well. So she gave us that insight. In today's show, you know, we're going to cover an aspect in a different side of the sexual entertainment and gratification business. But this branch of the business encompasses some of the attributes and experiences of the first two guests, but it's going to take it a step further. Uh, with that said, you know, welcome to the newest episode and the newest installment of the True Life miniseries, Volume 3, My Life is an Escort. So welcome to the show, man. To get Today's guest uh, goes by the name of Angelica. We're going to call her Jelly Jelly. What's up, baby? What's up? Go ahead and uh, welcome to the Madhouse, first and foremost. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Let them know your name and, you know, give them a little, a quick introduction. Well, I'm glad to be here. My name is Angelica, but do not ever call me that. They call me Jelly. Jelly Roll Entertainment, all that, you know. You can't forget the entertainment. Okay, Jelly Roll Entertainment. Okay, so check this out. So this show, I don't know if all of my listeners that listen to my show, um, this show is actually a standalone. And what I mean by standalone is this is a, a solo interview. But if you uh, actually listen to the you know my shows, you would know that Jelly was supposed to be on the very first episode of True Life. She was going to sit opposite a Mulan Kush, who's the amateur porn star, and you were going to represent the escort uh, section mm-hmm. of the sexual gratification business. The, the morning of this show, I'm, I'm I'm talking to Jelly this week, you know, just 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 checking in with her, making sure. You know, I check I check in with my guests to make sure everything is in line before they make appearances. In the morning of this show, Jelly, I call you to see where you at, and where were you at? I believe I was at the hospital. You was in the hospital, and I say, Jelly, you in the hospital? What, what you, Jelly? What was you doing? It, it is, and if you're on my Instagram, you can check the video. I did post a video for for those to see. Jelly, what the fuck was you? The, the, what was you doing in the hospital, Jelly? Tell me the story. I need, I, I need to know now that I got you in person. All right. Well, so I ended up throwing my boyfriend at the time a birthday party. And we partied all day. Whoop-de-whoop-whoop. And then the about whoop de whoop Listen, whenever it's a whoop-de-whoop-whoop, you know it's going to be some shit in the game in Detroit. About 2 o'clock in the morning or so, I'm putting his bitches out. I know he's fucking these bitches. I've been there when he has been fucking these bitches. Okay. So, I'm putting them out. The bitch told me she's not going anywhere. I'm like, yeah, you are. You're getting the fuck up out of here. Okay. We get to fighting. As we were fighting, he hops up. Your, your, your boyfriend. My boyfriend so hops this is, up. This is one. So, just, just so we can keep track of the story, you know, for mm-hmm. the people who can't follow it. Okay, so you got your boyfriend. Got my boyfriend. You're throwing a party. Threw a party for he, him. He got some bitches there. Okay. I invited the bitches. You invited the bitches. Yeah. So, so, these are your bitches. All of our bitches. They are know? bitches. Because these hoes is for everybody. Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's, it's a big old shindig. Mm-hmm. I need to come party with y'all. It sounds fun over here. Okay, mm-hmm. I, okay, okay. We're going to get to the bottom of that, too. So, at the end of the you, you say in the party, it's time to go. You're arguing with one of the females. This is your house, correct? Mm-hmm, my house. Your house, okay. She's refusing to leave. Mm-hmm. Okay, the boyfriend gets involved that you threw the party for. Yeah. Okay, what happens at that time? 
We was fighting. You me and her you and was the girl fighting. Are fighting. Me and the girl is fighting. He hops up. He's trying to get in between the both of us. Some reason, I have no idea. I punched him because I felt like he was taking her side. He was taking her side. So I'm fighting him now. Now I'd have been hit with a gun upside my head by my boyfriend. He hit you. So, so it was a pistol whip and he hit you. Yes. Okay. So they. So at this time, so you get hit with the gun. Um, this is your boyfriend. Yeah. He's taking the chick's side that you invited. Yeah. What happens at that time? Well, then I have my friend here. My friend Shonda was there with me. Is that who took the video? That's who took the video. Okay. That's also who took me to the hospital. Okay, well, I mean, we, we're happy she got you to the hospital. She she made sure she put the camera out first, but we appreciate her getting to the hospital yeah, anyway. I was okay with the camera. It was my phone that actually recorded okay, it. Okay, well, listen, but I mean, I'm I'm happy that I'm happy that you you know you made it through. That's a very unfortunate situation. Now, with that situation, are you still with that boyfriend? No, I am not. You know, was at the end of the relationship. I haven't been with him since last year. Okay, so was that afterwards? After no, that was before. Uh, when did you break up with him? Afterwards After that So that was the last yeah. time You dealt with him Yeah Okay well shit I'll Give him a round of applause For that JG We had to walk away From that one God damn yes. That was Yeah so, so Yeah That's never good It's just like man You know Just not to get off track Um, You know This is kind of why I, I try to educate the women In terms of when They're dealing with these niggas Because it's like These niggas React a lot differently mm -hmm. um, Than they used to And it's like They don't have a problem Crossing the line With females And so it's kind of crazy You know but that's the world we live in. So, like I said, happy to see you uh, made it through that. That was a very, you know, a crazy situation for me as well. Because, like I said, I was talking to you up until that point, and then I heard that that happened, and I'm like, "Wow, man, guys, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get our hands around her." So, yeah. um, now that we know that part of the information, mm -hmm. we're gonna really get into the, what we all came here for, mm -hmm. because we know what we all came here for. This is Volume Three of True Life. My life is an escort. So, when you had that particular situation. And, and before I get into what, what is the correct term that, because it's, what my grandma used to always tell me is not what people call you, it's what you call yourself. So the, the term escort, is it, what is it that a person in that field of business wants to be referred as? An escort. It's an escort, okay. That's the respectful version. Okay, and what's the disrespectful version? Ho. Ho, okay. So, I mean, well, it's all... Hoes come in all shapes and sizes. Yes, now. they do. I'm going to tell you something. But I tell people I'm not a hoe. I'm a whore because I'm paid. Okay, well, we go, uh, there's a difference. There's a difference. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you something. A wise man once said a hoe is the most valuable tool in a garden. So I'm not so opposed to it being a hoe. There's different levels of hoes. Depends we, on who's saying it. Okay, okay. Well, we gonna, okay, all right. Well, see, so you consider yourself... The term is escort. That's what the that's the term that you use. Yes. Okay. So we now that we established that, we know how to carry on. And, and since I'm respectful in the madhouse, you know, at least when I want to be, that's the <laughs> term that I'm going to use for the rest of the okay. show. I'm, I'm going to use the term escort. So let's matter of fact, we going before we get to the story because I want to really get to the bottom of this shit because I'm be honest, like this is a train of thought that kind of intrigues me because I be I'm I'm a I got a daughter. You know, mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm raising her and it's like, you know, I, I'm kind of learning because having a daughter kind of shapes the way you look at women. You know, mm -hmm. if, if any of my fellas out there that know they have a daughter, it'll totally switch, you know, how you how you deal with situations. So, first of all, Jelly, where are you from? Well, I was born and raised over there on Six Mile in Davidson. Okay. On the east side. So, you're from Detroit? Mm -hmm. Detroit on the east side. Okay. And so, how old are you? 25. Okay, 25. That's young. 
That's young. So at 25 years old, you were escort. How long would you say you've been doing this? Since about 2014, 15? 2014. So 2000, you're 25 now, 2014. What are we, what, what, what are we saying the, the beginning age of this was for you when you first got into this level of the escorting? Well, this level, because I... I mean, just began. escorting, period. Well, yeah. What, how old was you the 14, first time you... 15 years so, old. So, the first time you sold some pussy. That's, let's get mm-hmm. to the bottom of this. You was, was 15 years old. Yes, sir. At 15 years old, what, what was the price going up about 15? Well, about that time, I was just doing it for me to live. So, at that, at that time, I'm taking... About $50, that way I could eat, have somewhere to sleep, shit like that. Okay, so, okay, so, growing up, well, first of all, now you're 25. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right now, as of right now, you're single, married, dating? I'm single. Single, okay, so, growing up, you grew up on the east side of Detroit. Um, you know, how were, how were you raised? You said you were, at 14 and 15, you were just kind of escorting as a ways to support yourself. Where were your parents? At home, living their merry lives. So, you, so... You were out escorting while your parents were at home. Did they know what you were doing at that time? Well, they didn't know because they kind of was putting me out around that time. They so they out. didn't know what I was doing. So you was had one of those situations where you and your parents were like, were you, were you doing bad in school? Was there, no. was there a reason they didn't want you at home? Or I mean, I, mean, I feel like there's never I a reason. I used to steal, but that's only because I felt that I needed the things that I stole Okay. Because they wouldn't give them to me. You know, that's how that usually went. But then again, they also had their own problems. Okay. So. So did you, so so you did grow up, it was a two-parent household? For a moment. Okay, for a moment. Okay, yeah. so, I mean, up until that point, would you consider the, the household that you lived in, was it a was it a happy childhood? No. Was it complicated? It wasn't? It wasn't. Was it wasn't com- happy. Okay. Uh, I mean, was it, well, describe some of the situations when you say it's not happy, was it situations where you just weren't, Allowed to do what you wanted to do? Were you going without? Lights wasn't on? I mean, that point, I mean, we were never without. Mm-hmm. But it was my mom and dad usually fought all the time. Broke everything in the house. You know, that type of stuff we've dealt with from the beginning. Okay. Mom and daddy fighting. As we know, we leave them. We living with family members. And sometimes we were sleeping in a car. We've been in a shelter. When you say we, is it you have siblings? I have siblings. So you At that all- time, I had a little brother. At that time. Okay, so mm-hmm. how, how many of are you all together? There are six of us. Six of us. Okay, and you're the oldest. What's the, what's the mm-hmm. youngest? The youngest is seven. Okay. No, the youngest is two. Okay, so my dad had a daughter. So at at fifteen years old, when you when you when you first the first time that you you know you you get into this lifestyle and you and you and you're escorting at fifteen, are you in school at this time? I was enrolled in school, but I was not making it there. You wasn't making it there. So who who was looking after you? Was it was your parents? Were they? No, I was. Sometimes it would be an auntie, an uncle, grandma, a couple of family members. But then again, there was more people in the streets that took care of me more than family. Okay. All right. So I'm sorry to hear that. So when you, when you, did your, did your transition to escorting begin as escorting was it something like you know were you dancing first or it was just automatically it was automatically escorting but at first it was for survival and then i started thinking about myself like i'm worth way more than this so you know let's sell it for hire okay so what when 
being out in the streets at 15 to 16, I'm pretty sure you're 25 now. Do you have a relationship with your parents at this time? Yes, I do. You have a relationship with them. Are they aware of what you're doing? They're aware of their lifestyle? Yes, they do. Okay. And, and so are they against it? Are they, are they, what do you, what, what, what are the conversations like with your mom knowing that these are, this is the way that you're living? Well, my mom doesn't really judge me. She used to be the same way, so she understands. My dad doesn't like it. He thinks I should uphold myself higher than what I do, which I am doing a great job still. But he thinks I'm supposed to be a doctor and stuff like that, but he didn't help me get there. All right. So, I mean, in terms of your mom, so you say you have a good relationship with your mom. So you, it, Well, both of them. Okay, so with... With the fact that at fifteen and fourteen, do you th- do you feel the relationship with your mother is better now now versus then or definitely because then it was hell. We were always fighting, and I'm talking about physical fights. Okay. She sent me to jail, all kind of stuff. It was hell. All right. So the the original the, the first time you had an encounter, you said you were fifteen years old. Where did you meet this person at? I was walking up the street. On my way to find me somewhere to go so I could sit down, you know, probably wash my ass, have somewhere to sleep. And they pulled up on me, asked me did I wanted to make a couple dollars. I said, sure. At 15 years old? Mm-hmm. So do you, how old would you say the person was that picked you up? Maybe 30s, going on 40s. Did you know the, what, did you know the person's name? Have you ever seen this person before? Never. Where were you walking around at? What, what was the area? I really can't tell you that because I've walked from east to west. Were you were you scared at this point? At 15 years old, somebody pulling up to you and asking you to get into their car. That, you weren't scared at that point? Really? No. I've been through so much stuff around, I mean, before that time where things don't really scare me. When you say you've been through stuff at 15, what, what do you mean? Could you be more specific as to... I mean, I've been raped. I, that wasn't really my first time in the streets. I've been raped. They got my ass beat. All kind of things. So you know, as a as a as a child, growing up, so, yes. So it was sexual abuse going on in the home. Not in my home because like, we were living with other family members, like uncles and cousins. So so sexual abuse occurred as you were kind of moved yes. around from house to house. Okay. Um. Wow. I mean, the reason that I'm asking you these questions is because it's. When I'm a big person on cause and effect, and I feel that whenever there's a situation that occurs, there's always some reasoning behind that. I'm not the type of person that actually thinks that everything is by default. I know one thing can definitely lead to another. So I'm just, you know, just to get some insight, you know, as to what was going on. And and, and it sounds like, you know, it was a very traumatic for you growing up. I mean, you got, you have visible parents. It sounds like both of your parents were in your life. Um, did your mom ever try to say anything to try to stop you from doing what you were doing? Did she ever say? No, she encouraged me, actually. Your mom encouraged you? Yes. How, how did you? How did she encourage you? Well, before I was of that age, she used to tell me, if I had your body, I would make so much money with that body, baby. I used to have that body back in the day, and I used to make a lot of money. I used to be like, so what are you saying? Trick? And this, and this came from your mother? My mother, yes. And how, how old was your mom when she had you? About 17, 18. So you guys are pretty much, if you're, what, 25 now, she's probably, what, 20, 40, I'm sorry, about 42, maybe, mm-hmm. 41, okay. So, I mean, the fact that 
your mom tell you that? Did that kind of make you feel like what you were doing was okay because it was something being taught from the person that was supposed to be over you? Well, I never thought it was okay. I just did what I had to do. So, I mean, at 15 years old, if you're escorting or turning tricks or whatever it is at that point, what are you doing with the money at 15 years old? Are Are you using this money to fund your household? Well, at 15 years old, you know, there's kind of hard for you to actually get a household on your own. Right. But I was funding that, funding myself. For me, to, like I said, because I'm out on the streets, I don't even have nowhere to sleep at night, don't have nobody feeding me, I have to feed myself. It's a lot of things that them dollars. I understand. So it's like, I mean, and the reason that I'm kind of getting into this point, I want to make this a point um, to everybody. And I, and, I, and I constantly say this, you know, when I talk to a lot of women, um, not including you because you don't have any mm-hmm. children, but when I speak to a lot of women in the sexual field, whether it's dancers or whether it's porn stars, whether it's escorts, a lot of times when you, I kind of bring up the point about the effect of what they're doing is on their kids. They never really acknowledge that. It's either so much of, oh, well, my kids going to understand, or I'm going to explain it to them, or they'll know. And it's like, I always say that you never know a, a, a child's level of understanding to be able to determine how they'll decipher something. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, it, it kind of resonates with me when I hear you say that, you know, your mom kind of encouraged you um, at a young age to use your body to get things because it kind of came to pass. It came to, fru- it came to fruition and that's kind of what you begin doing. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like, you know, I mean, if to anybody who listens to my show, I mean, we educate, but we entertain. It, it's clear. We talking to a young woman, you know, who, who's, who's a current generation kid because you know, she's not 25 years old. She ain't no fucking eighties baby. She's telling you that it's a situation to where the people over her encouraged her behavior. This is something that resonates when we out here talking about what the white man doing and this and that and the third. This is this this is why you got to be parents to your kids. Because, I mean, we're not here to judge anybody, but at 25 years old, looking at this young lady and seeing the pain in her face and hearing about her going through situations like that, that's not something that I wish on anybody. So, I mean, that's just something, you know, that, that's a talking point before we get into the good part of the show. I ain't here to preach. I ain't here to preach to y'all today. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we this is still the madhouse and we still got a story to tell. Mm-hmm. So you say your first situation, you know, you're 15 years old. You're walking down the street. This, this person pulls up on you. You say you, you hop in the car with him. Then what happens? Well, we pull up somewhere. We did it inside the car. So y- y'all did. So you say you did it. You guys had sex. Yes, we did. You had sex with this person. Mm-hmm. Was it? Did you uh, in the car? We use protection. I use protection. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, say how much did they pay, they pay you? At that time, I believe they gave me sixty dollars. Sixty dollars. So, fifteen years old. Then what happens? You get the sixty dollars. You do what? You go home. You I will just what happens after that? I go somewhere. I'm not sure where I went, but the home was not an option. So, mm-hmm. I get up, go get me some food from a Coney Island or something. Then I get on the bus, and I probably go buy me an outfit because I didn't need clothes. So, so my question is this: If you, if your parents have a home, um, you said that you guys didn't go without. At fifteen years old, what makes you stay in the streets versus going home? 
home just wasn't an option. I would rather have, see the people in the streets loved me more than home did. What made you feel that they loved you more than they did at home? There was people I met that put a roof over my head, clothes on my back, food in my stomach, and didn't ask me for anything. So what? what, what you but you said previously that you didn't go without at home. No, we didn't. So if you had, if, so it sounds to me like your parents were providing you the same life you were getting. Well, no. See, before I was fourteen, fifteen, we didn't go without. But my mother is greedy. She's one of them women who cares about herself, and when men comes in. Come is thicker than blood. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so okay, I understand completely. So you so growing up, it was your mom was married for some point. At some point, she wasn't married. She just had a boyfriend. I'm talking about. No, I'm saying in regards to your. You said you grew up in a two parent household, mom and dad. Mm -hmm. Okay, mom and dad break up. Mm -hmm. Dad goes elsewhere, Mm -hmm. still living with mom. Mm -hmm. Now it's you saying there are men in and out. Yeah. Um, of different relationships, different relationships, and you, so your mom was kind of bringing these men around. How was your relationship with the men that she brought around? Really, I can only believe there were only two men that we had a great relationship with. Like so far as her kids and the men, we had a great relationship with them. Other men were very creepy, hitted on me. They really didn't want to do for us. They just done for our mother. So. I, Throughout your life, how many women, I'm sorry, how many men would you say, you know, your mom, throughout your childhood, would you say she introduced you to? Mm. Or had a regular role in your life, like spending the night, he's in and out the house, how many would you say? I really don't have a number. It's over five. Over five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, say out of those five, you say the relationship was probably good with two. So with pretty two. So, and she kind of not even just my relationship. So far as my little brother's relationship with them as well. Did you ever? Did you ever explain to your mom that the relationships with these men weren't good? And what was her response? Her response was, "Well, they do for me, and I'm okay. I don't believe you. Go on about your business." When you say she doesn't believe you, what were you telling her that she didn't believe? Pretty much anything. She didn't believe pretty much anything that came out my mouth. If it caused for her to end up going without, she doesn't care for it. Okay. So it's like a, a situation where she kind of was in survival mode and she kind of pushed the survival mode on you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it went. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is at 15. Um, you get above age because you're 25 now. So mm-hmm. we're talking about maybe 80 years or maybe you doing this maybe what you say maybe 10 because you said if you started yeah, at 15 you're 25 2015 I wasn't fully an escort then what were you doing I then? didn't start fully escorting until 17 and you're escorting now right I escort sometimes sometimes now, now. Yeah. okay so what were you doing in between then were you dancing oh yeah I did become a dancer for a year and a half about a year and a half what did you dance at I danced at the Pantheon. I danced at Scores. I've danced at a lot of places. Most of them was on Eight Mile. Though. Eight Mile, okay, okay. That's where they rented it up at. Were, were you? Were those situations where you met some of your clients from the bar, or yes, okay, or brought some of my clients to the bar? Okay. No. So when you so you become an escort at seventeen, were you dancing in the bars at that time? No. You I want, didn't start dancing until I was 18. 18, that's when you started dancing in the bars. Okay, so if you start escorting, how did that transpire? 
it came from the bar? Did you go out and meet no. people? What was the what was the way that you utilized to meet potential clients? Well, since I was escorting before I was dancing, I just utilized me telling my clients, tell their friends that I started dancing and they all would come and bring their friends and they would tell the people that they know in there that I know she escorts and things like that and that boosted up my business a lot. So word of mouth. Yeah. Pretty much like you just you having clients. So you say you started dancing at 18, you're already escorting at 15. So these were clients that you had during your teenage years. Some of them were. How many clients would you say you were working with at that time at 15 and 16 years old? I'll say constant clients were about five of them. Other ones were just random people I didn't know, never saw again. Okay, random. So when you say random and not saw again, how did you meet them in the first place? What's, what's your primary go-to when you're looking to meet potential clients? Are you utilizing websites? Is it, is well, it social see, media? Or? Around those times, I wasn't using social media or anything. You know, I would just be walking about my business, going to go handle my business. And people, because I'm a beautiful woman, okay. you know, always have this face, always had some titties, always had a little booty. Okay. So, you know, they would just... Constantly pull up on me. Let me talk to you. Let me take you somewhere to get something to eat. You know, those little things just to get me inside their car. Right. And then it turned into a different story. Right. So, I mean, well, there ain't no different story. You sound like we knew the story before you got up in that motherfucker. It sounds like you got some experience. 10 years in the game. Yeah, because it goes back before 14, 15. That's just the investigative reporter in me just clicking mm-hmm. up the days. So, been doing this for about 10 years. Let's kind of get into some of the experiences um, that you've had while doing so. Because, I mean... I, I talk to a lot of uh, people in the sexual orientation biz, and they and they'll make it seem like the shit is all smiles and rainbows. It's like, not. like they they jet setting, they 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 state to state, they they taking pictures in all these fine hotels, and they just taking pictures of these plates and shit. And I, I, we know it's another side to that, and we're gonna get to the bottom of that. So we call those the upside. The upside, okay. So that's the, 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 the pictures with the Snapchats and the filters mm-hmm. and shit when they taking pictures of the plate, putting mm-hmm. mood and Those shit on. The upside. That's the upside. Okay, so let's talk about some of the downsides. So first, let's talk about the upside first. What's the what's the highest amount? What, this is the first question I want to ask. How does it go? Like, is there a price list or something like this? Do you have a set amount? Do you charge by the hour? How do you determine what you're going to make for the day? Let's get to the business aspect of this. Well, see, I usually go for a gold for the day, which is usually about 5000 5000 on a day. Mm-hmm. All right, so when you set out to make that. That's my goal. T- I don't usually always make that much. Huh. Okay, so let take me take me through your day. So you decide today. I want, I'm, I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going I'm going to whatever it is. What do you do? You get your hair done? Get my hair done. Get, get your, my nails done. Get your outfit. Mm-hmm. Okay. A couple of outfits, some lingerie. Okay. Where do, the, where do these friends actually, where, where do these, where, where you set up shop at? What place? You got to get no names and no specific locations. But Hotels. A hotel. Okay. So you get a hotel. What do you do once you at this hotel? You light some candles? You get, what you do? Blunts, some wipes? What you do? Depends on the customer. If they want that, then you do that. But me, no, I don't. Okay, so you set up at this hotel. Are you utilizing, what is it, social media, websites? What is websites. It? Website, okay, so they got websites. Mm-hmm. So back page lives, guys. We're not going to give out those sauce around this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. If you want to find it, you know where to go. We ain't going to say no names. We ain't going to point no fingers, but we know where to creep and crawl at, you hear mm-hmm. me? But so you utilize the website. Okay, so... You, you put the, well, you, I'm supposing you're putting up pictures, phone numbers, 
Okay. Calling an ad. Put in an ad. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, okay, now nah, I'm getting, I'm getting some sauce now. So you post your ad. You post your ad. What do you do? You just sit it there and you wait. What happens? Yeah, you sit it there and you wait until somebody calls your phone, and you talk to them the way they want it to be talked to, and this go on so forth, so forth. Some some pages, some websites don't allow you to post your ads every minute or so. Some of them allow you to post it every fifteen minutes. Some you have to wait an hour. So do you like so? What would you say the number of websites there are right now? For posting this these type of services, how many well, different ones? There's a lot of them, but the ones that I use is there's about three websites. Three that good I ones. Use. Three yeah. good ones that you know going that hit. I know okay. it's going to hit. So what what type of screening process do you have for this? Like so, because anybody could be sending you these messages regarding these ads. How do you know these people are people that you want to deal with? You can pretty much tell by the conversation that they give you. Well, I'm a good people reader. So I tell by... People reader. That's a new yes, one. Yes, people, people reader. reader. I read people. Read your messages. I watch too many criminal shows and stuff like that, and I've done taught myself how to read oh, people. Okay. So you went CSI school off, you the, know, off Fox 2. Okay. You know. All right, right. I'll, t- I'll take that. It sounds like you got some experience. You obviously got to know what the fuck you're doing. So if, if it got... If a guy shows up, what do you do when they come to the door? How do you how do you protect yourself when this person shows up at your door that you've never seen? That you don't know who they are? How do you know he's not a cop? You don't know he's a psycho? Well, you never know until it happens. Until it happens. Yeah. Ha- I've had both sides, really all three of the sides. All the three sides. The police, motherfucker with a gun. And I've had the great sides of the story, you know? And what's the great side? That's just a regular motherfucker that want to come in there and buy some pussy. <laughs> well, that, that's one way to look at it. So, the police shows up in, in one situation. Is, yes. What happened with that? Let's give us that story. Well, they didn't show up for me, per se, because the ad was not a picture of me. It was a Mexican girl. Okay, so. But they showed up for her. You switched your route. Was that you? It, I was in there, but the Mexican girl didn't exist. Oh, so y'all, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. JJ, what a creepy crawling! I think they're doing a switcheroo on us in yeah. this motherfucker. It's called a catfish. It's a, oh, oh, so it's a catfish. Yeah. So what do you? So y'all putting up pictures of people who actually aren't there? Around that time, I had a pimp. He was the one posting that. Like a pimp. Yeah. We gonna. I want to talk about that as well. So the the pimp. Was doing the marketing and you was getting the, the back end like a I concert. I mean, I also had my own ad with my face and stuff. But, you know, he would send me people from his ads that he didn't set up. Mm-hmm. And this was a little Mexican girl from this ad, this he, certain ad. He's a, he sent me. So the nigga's a booking agent as well. He sent me the police. He sent you the police. Did. So what happens? So you, 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 the police come to the door, they knock, what happens? No, he comes in acting like he's a customer. But, you know, me... I'm professional with my shit. I'm standing there. I got clothes on, but it's some sexy clothes, but it's fully covered. Titties covered, pussy covered. That way you don't know that I'm trying to sell you some pussy. Right. We could just be chilling. You know what I mean? Right. He comes in. We sits there. Well, he comes in. He tries to hand me the money. Hand-to-hand transactions. You never do those. Never do those. So what do you do? Do you, you, you Set it down. You ball it up and throw it on the floor no. like a drug deal? You can set it on the table. Okay. 
I'll get it when I, without you looking. You get what I'm saying? I feel you. I'll pick it up when I want to pick it up. I remember back in the day, my grandma used to give me money. She'd ball it up into a little ball and just stick it in my motherfucking hand. It's some shit like, okay, but no hand-to-hand transactions. No hand-to-hand So, fellas, hand take a note. Ladies, take a note, because I know y'all bitches be selling that motherfucker, too. Y'all be some slow-paced prostitutes, but that's a, that's a situation for a different day. Mm-hmm. When you know it, no hand-to-hands. If it's the hand-to-hands, it might be the man. But then again, motherfuckers, think if you text them and ask them, are you affiliated with any police officers, law enforcement, they can say no. They believe that they have to say yes. No, the fuck they do not. They don't have to say, okay. The police do not have to say yes, they are affiliated with police. The more you know, guys, the more you know. So checking it out. So this situation, were you arrested? Yes, I was arrested. What were you arrested for if you weren't the same person? Well, he put the money on the table. I went over there, got the money. He asked, could he use the restroom? I said, yeah. He walks to the restroom. Cops knocking at my door. Okay. Damn. That That's the playoff. Can I go to the restroom? That's what they do every time. Every time? How many times you got caught in the steam? Twice. Twice? God damn. What the fuck, man? You can't... You, you ain't learned the first time? It wasn't even because of me. It wasn't me working myself. You get what I'm Who saying? Who are you working with? God, man. I was working with the pimp at that time. Man, you working with the pimp. So this month, this, this I is stopped a, working with that pimp. Yeah, I stopped working with that pimp. So this is another question I wanted to ask because it's like a lot of women... Uh, who are into the sexual oriented business right now? They kind of feel like, what, what's your preference? Do you work with pimps? Do you not work with pimps? I do not work with pimps. Why you don't work with pimps? What's the problem with pimps? Me personally, am is the problem. I do not work well with others. I can work with you, but not for you. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't work for people. Me don't belong there. You independent contractor. Yes. Okay. I say you, nobody. I create teams. I do not join them. Okay. Well, talk that shit. Then jelly roll entertainment. But not. This is. You said it was three different tables that you had faced um, that were the not so great side. Or I'm sorry, two plus the great side. Mm-hmm. You said somebody came to your door with a gun. Yeah, and raped me and stole all my money. Somebody raped you at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. Inside of a hotel. Inside of an inside hotel, not the hotels that sit outside. Okay, and how long ago was that? 2016. 2016. So, how did you meet that person? Let's tell. Let's let's talk about that story. Through the website. One of the websites that you utilized. Mm-hmm. Did he? Was it anything that he said that made you think that? Was it? Did it sound normal or? It sounded normal because we texted. You know. Okay, so you you text this guy. Uh, he asked for services. Yeah. Um. You agree. We set it all up. I tell him what hotel I'm at. He gets there. He calls me. I tell him what hotel room I'm in. Mm-hmm. All right, so he comes to the hotel room. He knocks on the door. As soon as I open the door, he cocks his pistol. I'm talking about as soon as I open the door. Then he came in. I just let him in. Come on. You done cocked the gun. We ain't got time for all that. You go ahead and take them little couple hundred dollars. I'll make them back. And so he comes in. He, um, he, he takes the money. Then what happens? He searched the whole room first, takes all the money that's hidden around the room. Then he comes over there, puts me on the bed, tries to fuck me in the ass. He couldn't get in my asshole because it's tight as hell. I don't let nobody fuck me in the ass. He couldn't get in there, so he made me suck his dick, came on my face, wiped it off with the pillowcase, threw the pillowcase on the bed, and he left. 
Okay, so he he does all of this. What do you do? Do you are you are you scared throughout this process? Do you? No, I'm not scared. I'm actually very calm. You calm? Do you call the police? I did call the police. You call the police, and the police arrive. What do you tell them? That I was raped and robbed. And did they take any of the? Was the case prosecuted or? They took the pillowcase with his come on there. They got the video camera footage from the hotel, but I got to him before the police did. Okay, what do you mean you got to him? That's okay. okay. <laughs> so, so that that has to be a, that had to be a situation that I would assume is very frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could have. I mean, because he, it's, there's a very fine line between armed robbery and murder. Yes, you know, a, a armed robbery, a, a criminal sexual kind of first degree. This guy could have killed you. That and, I know. And did this, that was 2016, this is 2021, you say you're still escorting, did that, that situation scare you and make you want to get out the life? I mean, I originally want to be out the life anyways, but no, that did not. It did not scare me. Did not make me want to go and jump out the life, don't make me want to go run and hide somewhere. I just knew that that came with the job. Stuff like that came with the job. There's good size and there's bad size. So when you say when you say good size, like what is the most money that you've ever made in an individual encounter? I'm talking about one situation. What's the most you made? In one person. One 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 sit down. Six thousand. Six thousand. What was that situation like? What did you do for that six thousand? We just sat around, we got high. I sucked his dick a little bit. We fucked a little bit, but we pretty much just sat around and chilled. He was an elder white man, so you know. So you got how? What did, what did you guys get high off of? We drank liquor, did cocaine. Okay, so you have any? Is, is that your drug of choice? Do you have any other? No. Drug? Okay, just what do you like to like to get? Marijuana. Out? Marijuana. I like to smoke some weed too. Shit, I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't mm-hmm. gonna lie to you. So, what is the? So six thousand in one situation. That's a, that's a pretty hefty price. Some people don't make that. In a month, maybe two months of work. What would you say total in a night is the most money you ever made? Hmm. I've made 10000 in one day. Off how many clients? Going strong. I'm talking about all day, all night. I do not know how many clients that was, but it was a lot. All day. So when you say you don't know how many clients, like, give me a roundabout figure here. Like, what are we talking about? We're talking about 50 or more. 50. It's only yes. 24 hours in a day. 50. I'm charging for 10 minutes. You either get 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or 30. So what's the, so how do you, how do y'all market that? Is it like quarter brick, half a brick, whole brick, A? Or is it like... That's what? exactly how it goes. So it's like quarter hour, 20 at... You know, you got a price for each time. You sell a nigga 1.7 of the pussy? Yep. A 3.5? No, that, you get your nut off if you get your nut off, but that's on you if you don't. If you don't. Okay, so... 50 clients in a day. Yeah. 50 clients. Off those 50 clients, is that what if that's what netted the 10 grand? No, what? there was more than 50. 50. So like what when you when you go on when you run it, because that's got it. Are you spacing them out? Like, how does that work? Like, that's a lot of people. Mm. Are they in here at the same time? No, not at the same time. I mean, a couple of them was couples, you know, two niggas sometimes, you know, stuff like that. But no. It's you get your amount of time until you nut. After you nut, you leave. Next me you know that I'm calling another motherfucker that's sitting outside waiting. It's a motherfucking line. It's like it's like there line. was a line. It's Corona line. 
There was a line. It's a line. Motherfucker. Friend, this shit is crazy, man. I'm in the wrong business, man. It's a line. So, my question is, is this. I mean, it, it sounds like it's a lot of risk. You know what I'm saying? We're we hearing about the risk. Tell me about some of the rewards. Like, so what did you, what was your first big purchase that you purchased, you know, off of? A car. A car. What kind of car did you buy? I have no idea. I do not know about cars. You don't even know what the fuck you bought? I don't know about cars at all. I really only know Jeeps. Jeeps. And a Porsche. So you I haven't had one of the Porsches. How you how you selling pussy and you don't know a car? That, that should be a number one skill Listen, for a motherfucker selling pussy. You're supposed to know I a know car. expensive cars, yes. Is but you, those is out of my price oh, range. Oh, that's not what you okay, what's that <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, you ain't a good shit. What the fuck? So how many other situations have you had similar to the situation to where your life was in danger to where you were in the course of the business? I, I do understand you had another situation to where you were, uh, outside from the pistol with me, you were assaulted or shot or something to that nature. Oh, I was shot in the head. Yeah. That, well, that was, yeah, you were shot in the head. That, that's something that That you, was the only time I was shot. Yeah, that's the time you did them. That's what the situation you're dealing with now. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't related to the business, correct? No. Okay, so we'll talk about that one later. But in terms of the actual business, how many situations have it occurred where you've been robbed or assaulted in the course of the business? I would say out of all my times, there was only four times. Four times. One time I was robbed and raped. The other three times they just stole the money. This, this is and it's like you say it's so calm like and I was calm when it happened no I mean I whooped a couple asses but you know I was calm so we we, we kind of went through a day of uh you know you working in the city so it's like are you how do you decide when you want to get involved in the business is it like okay look I'm going to work today I'm not going to work today well, how do you decide when it's time to to, to, to put the cleats on I decide when I need the money. I know that that's fast money, and I know I can make a lot of money. Have you ever done anything else? What do you mean? Have you ever Have you ever worked a real job? Yes, I have. Worked a real job? What I've you- worked at a couple factories. I've packaged candies, car parts. No, I was a spot welder one time mm-hmm. at this plant. I think it was called AGF Automotives or something and like so that. So you weren't, you weren't, it just wasn't for you, huh? No, working for people was not for me. I mean, so who you, I mean, you kind of work for somebody right now, right? No. You work for the customer. Do I? That's who, that's who pay you, Oh, right? yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, so, but that's different than working for someone. I'm getting paid what you want to pay me. So what's the... What's the wildest encounter you ever had with a person? Like, what's some, what? what is something that you never was expecting? Give me some of these stories where... Okay, so I had this one guy. He was an elder white man. He wanted to come and be my slave. Okay, your slave. And what, is that, what does that include? Is the premium package? That's a premium package, but he wanted to come around, get beat on, you know, do stuff for me, be... Actual slavery type of things. You know, I was talking about back in the day type of slavery. I could whip him. I could whoop his ass if I wanted to. I had him cook for me, feed me, bathe me, all that kind of stuff. How much you get for that? I got $1,000 for that. That's not like all day fucking job. Feed me, bathe No, the, he only had an hour of that. An hour? Yeah. Y'all did a lot in an hour. That's yeah. not like a whole fucking date. And he paid for that? Mm-hmm. 
He wanted it. They, they, he wanted. They were they ready to propose to that motherfucker. Or something I see, huh? So what's the? Uh, you say you also be dealing with couples as well. So these are wives and husbands. Yes, they are. And where do you meet them at? They meet me through where everybody meet me from the website. The website. Mm-hmm. So I, I, these got to be some fucking interesting conversations at the family reunion. Have you ever? Have, have you ever about? In the time with you dancing or in the time you've been an escort, have you ever ran across anybody that you have a personal relationship with? I've run across a couple cousins. Cousins? Yes, we, we, they came there trying to buy some pussy from me, which I didn't even know how they don't know it was me because my face was on the ad. What the fuck? They came to my door. I said, motherfucker, you're my cousin. Get the fuck on. Did you, so you didn't make the sale? No, I didn't make the sale. Okay. I'm just, I don't do incest. I mean, hey. <laughs> Ooh, so, I mean... What, what are in in terms of getting the money or getting to the customers? What is the limit when you meet the customer? Like, what do you say you will do? What do you want to do? Like, what? It, let's say if, if they want to have a threesome with woman or male or gang bang or some shit. What do, what are the limits when your customers contact you? What what what's the price list? What's the checklist? You want to know the prices or the limit? I, I don't even say the the prices is negotiable because we know how that goes. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about. What's what's the limit? What 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 will you not do? I won't do anal. I won't kiss you in the mouth or pretty much kiss on you at all. I suck your dick, but I will not kiss. You suck dick? Do you suck dick with condoms or with with a condom? Who the fuck wants whack? But I mean, I guess. Uh, Got to play it safe. You want me to have herpes or something? Do you how want often, me? How and that's another question I got to ask you because it's kind of like I get asked to go bear a lot. So I know there's a lot of niggas out here that has something. Do you do you do you work alone or do you have a network? Do it? Do you guys like? Cause I know like when drug dealers know other drug dealers, club owners know other club owners. Is there like a network of escorts or prostitutes that where you guys kind of share information to like, no, hey, look, this guy's a weirdo. This guy's a big spender. Hey, these guys over here got some we money. We only share the weirdos. The weirdos. Yeah. Most women do not share the people that are big spenders. They won't tell you that. None of that. <laughs> they keep it to themselves. I mean, I will tell you that, but that's if you're working for me. That's a difference. So when you say working for you, are you saying like this is you, you recruiting people now? I have. You recruited people. So I've how had you, women work for me. How do you how do you approach your potential recruits? What do you tell them? I really don't approach them. They approach me. So what they say? How, did, how how are you doing this so well? How do you do this? How do you do that? They want my guidance. Guidance. What mm-hmm. what what do you guide them to do? Teach them how to be a better hoe. How to be a better hoe. So what what do you consider? What's a, what's a good hoe? To be paid. And what's a bad hoe? To not be paid. <laughs> I guess that's one way to look at it. So you getting up to the age, you know, you're twenty five. You got about. A considerable amount of time in the game. Yeah. You know, what do you, are you enjoying these sexual encounters? Are you having fun? Are are some of these guys? No. Guys that you like? I do not enjoy this. Not one bit. Because you said something about, so if you don't, if you don't enjoy this and and you don't like to, why do it? Why, why, why bring other people into the fold? You know, in life, there are some people who are meant to be what they're meant to be. There's people that are meant to be hoes, and they are supposed to be hoes for the rest of their life. There's some people that are meant to be workers. Some of them meant to be turned into bosses, or some of them is meant to work for the rest of their life. 
So the people that are meant to be hoes, I just teach them how to be a better hoe. Okay. Hey, that's knowledge, man. That's science if I've ever heard it. The more you know. So what's the what's the end game, Jody? Like we got we got ten years in the game. You you planning on you, you getting out the game, you gonna you gonna get you Yes, you, I do not want to be a hoe. I don't plan on being a hoe all my life. I plan on owning funeral homes. Funeral so you you're gonna jump from selling pussy to burying bodies. Yes, sir. I've always wanted to do burying bodies. Selling pussy just gotta get me there. Selling pussy gotta get you there. So now you say you escort when you want to, when mm-hmm. you don't. I mean, has the clientele stepped up? You're still dealing with the websites. How does that work? Any 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 high profile clients? I still have some of those that I've been dealing with for years. Mm-hmm. So those is really the main ones that I focus on. I don't have many clientele. I do still hold sometimes, but I go out of town, not in Michigan. I, that's something I've noticed as well. So like when you say you go out of town, how do you pick a city that you want to go out of town to do this in? You talk to the hoes in the cities. In you the ask city. them how it's going. We'll do a woo, you know, kick it with them. And then that's how you choose a city. Okay. And so what cities is popping right now? I don't want to give that out. Why you want to get that out? Because. Because what? Everybody's not going to them cities. It's popping for me. I can't tell them it's going to be popping for them. Say the game is to be sold, not to be you told. You hear me? Man, you ain't. Hey, look, man. Y'all don't want to share no plugs nowadays in the city, man. So, I mean, all in all. You know, we, we we here to entertain. You know, we definitely here to educate. And I know you got some shit to talk. What what would you say if you could talk to yourself, the fifteen year old Jelly, right now at twenty five, doing what you're doing? I would say accept more. Because if I would have accepted a lot of things from people, I would not still be here. But then again, they would have thought they owned me. I mean. Owned you for the moment or owned you for life? Owned me for life, depending on what they've done for me. There was a lot of people in my life. They tried They tried to help me bring me up, like help me prosper, but it was really to gain for themselves. What do you mean in terms of that? Are these like pimps? or what? No, not pimps. Just regular people, you know. People I come to encounter with, friends, family even. They will act like they're trying to help you, but as soon as you make it up there, they feel like you owe them everything. So I had a plan to kind of ask you, you know, we, we, we know what the, what you've done in terms of having the best night, you know, and working. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask you what was the worst night, but seeing as you didn't get robbed a few fucking times, <laughs> I, I, I guess that would probably be the worst fucking night. No, nah, the worst night will be me not making absolutely a dollar. How the fuck does that happen? Uh, you know, there's slow days. It was probably about the end of the month. Nobody has money right now. All kind of things could have happened. Okay, okay. And so what do you do that night? Do you just try, you pick yourself up and try again the next day? Yeah. It's pretty much how you do it. <laughs> so they, they on to the next, huh? You dust yourself off and try again. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, so what's the end game, Jelly? What, what, I, before we get to the funeral homes, what do we do to keep you safe? What do we do to keep you straight? Because it's like, I mean, I appreciate you coming into the show. You know, I appreciate you sharing your life with us because, I mean, it's not easy um, to tell this story. I mean, I'm be honest with you. Like, it hurt my heart to hear it. And it's just like, you know, we living in a different world now. And it's just like, it seemed to me, man, like you you got the, the pistol whip and the, the armed robberies, you're getting raped at gunpoint. You also just told me that 
You got shot in the head? Yeah. Shot in But you said this wasn't a part. How did you get shot in the head, Jelly? My ex-girlfriend actually shot me in the head. Your ex-girlfriend shot mm-hmm. you in the head. And they always trying to make it seem like us just the niggas doing this shit. Yeah. So, Jelly, I mean, first of all, it's a fucking blessing. That I'm still here. That you Thank fucking. Thank God. You talking, walking, and shit, but you got shot in the head. Tell us the story about how you got shot in the head, Jelly. Okay. So, at the time, she, I had a girlfriend, but I also had a boyfriend. There's a, a lot of this going on around she here. She was our girlfriend, me and his girlfriend, you know? It's not the same one for other situations. No. So you can jump in another one. Yeah. This is crazy. So we, I'm out. I was actually out hanging with another guy going to cheat on my nigga because I can do that because I let him fuck as many bitches as he likes. So I should be able to fuck who I want to fuck as well. So how do you, we're going to tell this story, but I got another element I want to propose. Go ahead. So I'm out with a nigga. I done got mad at him. I'm drunk. I call my nigga and tell him to come pick me up. He talking about he's drunk. She's over there. Another friend is over there. I'm like, so can none of y'all come pick me up? I'm only a mile away. Nobody can come get me. No. So I'm walking. I said, I told him on the phone, I'm beating everybody ass when I get there so bad. Nobody be at my motherfucking house. You're pretty violent, I see. Yeah, Is it the cocaine or is it the liquor? No, it's just me. Just violent? Yeah. You be putting hands on You kind of tall. I'm looking at you from over here. She's kind of tall. I'm going to hit y'all with the snaps and the stories in a minute Mm -hmm. because she's kind of tall. But Mm -hmm. you be like, that's probably, okay, that's probably why I nigga I got hands on me. That's probably, you you say you're from the east side? Uh Yeah. Red zone? Uh Yeah, I I can see it. Yeah, I, I see why. You probably be punching bitches, huh? Punching the shit. I got a couple of bitches. I punch niggas too. I got a couple of bitches you can punch. I would definitely do it for fun. Uh, well, listen, that's my type of bitch. I like. I'm liking you right now, Jelly. <laughs> we clicking. You bad guy certified. <laughs> hey, look, Jay, we're gonna get her a hat up in this motherfucker, man. We're gonna get. We're gonna lace her with a hat. Yeah. And all the expenses and all that old type of good shit. So, tell us. So you, this happens. How did the gun get introduced? I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I really don't know who the gun, who who pocket the gun came out of because I was whooping her ass because I caught her sucking dick in my driveway. Well, how did, wait, wait, I, I must have skipped the fucking part of this story. How do we go from y'all? I was walking home. I made it all the way home. Oh, they, you're right. They, they didn't come pick you up. They didn't come pick me up. You started walking. I made it home. You walking home. So when you pull, when you walk up. She's sucking she dick. sucking dick in my driveway. So that's why she couldn't answer the phone. It was a misunderstanding. But not our nigga dick, his friend's dick. Well, I mean, she... No. He was busy. Why? No, the nigga was in the house, sitting on the couch, doing <laughs> nothing, drunk. Why you ain't in there sucking our nigga dick? He sleep. No, bitch. Did you ask, could you suck this nigga dick? Possibly. Did you no, ask she him? she didn't, because she ain't called me. Clearly, he ain't coherent. You ain't calling to ask me. So they got to have your permission, too? Yes. I didn't know these tricks were... See, I... I thought these multiple relationships was more fun, but now I feel like I'm gonna be answering questions yeah, to more bitches. Yeah, fun for us three, but you can't be out just sucking anybody dick now. Okay, so so look, this is crazy. So she's sucking the dick. I walks up. You walk up. What happens then? Next me you know, I'm opening the car door and I'm hopping in the car. And doing and what? Did you join in the sucking? I'm dick? whooping both of their ass. You whooping asses? I'm okay. whooping ass. Instead of sucking the dick. No, fuck that. Okay, go ahead. So, you whooping her ass, what happens? I whooped his ass, too. Okay, so... Because why you got our bitch out here sucking your dick? <laughs> I mean, shit, I... You know, no, right. fuck on. So then it's what happened? So, so, then, so then what happened? 
<laughs> so I'm fighting them. I have no idea. They said I got hit in the head with the gun first, mm -hmm. and then I was shot while I was on the ground. So you were shot. So you shot. You shot in the head. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming you you go to the hospital. So I, I didn't wake up till three weeks later. Well, you woke up three weeks later after being shot in the head. How long ago was this? October 3rd. October 3rd of what year? 2020. So you got shot in the head less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. Less than a year ago. So you wake up in the hospital. What hospital are you in when you wake up? I actually woke up in rehab, which is the Rehabilitation Institute of Michigan. Where was that at? John Nar and Mac, I believe. Did you remember what happened? No. How did what what you woke up in the rehab center? What did they tell you? I didn't you? remember what happened then, but then the memory started coming back to me. I'd had no memory of anything when I woke up. So you, you you're shot in the head. Um, you're walking and talking. God fucking bless. But what happens at that point? So you know who shot you? Obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, was this person arrested? Yeah, she was arrested. I believe she was arrested the day, the night of her shooting me. The neighbors had a ring doorbell camera on the front of their house, and they caught the whole thing on video. So she, so you getting shot is on camera. Mm -hmm. And this was in October. So this is maybe we're getting, less than a year ago, you were mm -hmm. shot in the head. Um, what type of, how long were you in the hospital? A month. I believe. Any permanent damage, any type of issues right now? Are you any type of medication or treatment? I'm on a lot of medications. I have to keep going to the, ortho I don't know what I was about. Orthodontist? I don't know if that's the people. If it's for, what is the, uh, forget. Orthodontist is for like braces and teeth Yeah, and that's shit. for teeth. I figured that. Right. For my eyes. I'm, uh, upside, uh, opt opt optician. Okay. I was blind in my right eye. So the, the gunshot caused you to be blind in the mm -hmm. right eye. Any other injuries? Well, I have half a skull. You have half a skull? Mm-hmm. Just sitting here with brain and skin right now. Brain and skin. So that's what's up under. Yeah, we definitely got to get her a fucking head, JG. <laughs> we got to get her a fuck. I might send her out of here with two of them motherfuckers. You got so right now you have a brain and skull. Oh my gosh, she's pushing this shit in right now. She's pushing this shit in right now, bro. Mm -hmm. JG, come look at this shit. God damn. All right, look, fuck it. <laughs> this is why I gotta we gotta drop we gotta drop the fucking YouTube channel, man. She's pushing this shit in, man. Put Oh fuck. Oh shit. That was crazy. No, what the fuck? I didn't even think you could live with no skull. What the? F oh my god! Hey, no, Daisy, come back! Daisy, <laughs> oh shit! We need a shot to that. We need a shot to that. She just pushed that bitch in, bro. Mm -hmm. It's go from right oh, here. Oh, she did it again. To back here. She did it again. Jesus fucking Christ! Oh my god! Oh damn shit! I was supposed to be getting a skull replacement. A skull fucking replacement. Are you still escorting right now? So you sometimes. Uh, I, 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 shit, uh, maybe we need a break. Hell, she was. Man, we go, listen, we go, excuse me, listeners, while we drink to this, because she just pushed her shit back. Pushed her shit back for real. Mm, hey, go ahead. My back. muffin cap back blue. Yeah, she had her muffin cap back blue. And I'm <laughs> glad to see you kept your sense of humor, man. I'm sorry. Look, that, that maybe was unprofessional, but I'm. 
I'm sitting here. She got half a fucking skull. It's like the Adams family in this motherfucker. Jelly, half a skull. Half a skull. I told them to make my new one indestructible. And you sit here with a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. I you gotta learn to smile through the pain. Jelly, what the fuck, man? I, I, you, you well spoken. Got a smile on your face. Twenty five years old. Got your whole life ahead of you. And it's going to be a wonderful life. Optimistic. Mm-hmm. I take this as a, as, a, as a time to tell anybody, man, because it's just like, I see so many people that be bitching and complaining about situations that they go, yeah, let me hit my drink, because God damn, she put, hold on, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Oh, shit. like freaking, oh, my God, did you see that shit? You can touch it. I don't want to touch it. I'm sorry. I'm, I can't do it. I can't. Whoa, God damn. What she? What kind of gun she shoot you with? I actually don't have any idea. Jesus, bro. I believe it was a pistol. I mean, we know that, but I'm just talking about a nine or a forty. Mm. <sighs> I won't know until the court date. Court. So you going to court right now? Yeah. Pressing charges. Yes. I don't right shit. I, ain't, so, I mean, they pressed charges before I even did. Yeah, it's like you. <laughs> you was pretty knocked out, probably out. In, Jesus fucking Christ, man. That's wild, man. I mean, it's I'm hearing your story. Um, and I'm a lot of education. I, I know I'm cracking jokes, I know I'm laughing, but everybody knows That's okay. we we come out of place of real nigga shit here on this show. You know what I'm saying? When you step into the madhouse, man, it's a no judgment zone. But I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say for the adults listening because it needs to be said. Um I can't help but 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 feel that the adults around you failed you. You know, they, 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 they failed you miserably. And it's like, like I said before, I run into a lot of sexual oriented workers. You know, they tell you about the glitz. They tell you about the glamour. They tell you about the jet setting, the Rolexes, the new asses, the BBLs. But they don't tell you about the trouble, the raping, the not making money, the level of violence. The, the level of your life being on the line, being in and out of jail, prostitution cases. I mean, it, it's just so much that goes on, you know, and not only with this life, not even with sexually oriented businesses. You know, also when you got these street niggas, mm-hmm. you know, they show niggas the, the glitz, the glamour, all the good shit, but they don't show you when you locked up in jail and a nigga fucking your baby mama and your kid out here fending for the world or, you know, your daughter is sitting on another nigga lap because you're not here to take care of them. Um, I want to thank you, you know, first and foremost. You know, first of all, thank you for coming into this show and sharing your story. I mean, if it's anything that you want to let the people know, like, what would you say to a person? You told us what you would say to the 15-year-old you. Mm -hmm. What would you say to just a random person looking to walk down your path right now? Looking to walk. I didn't ask to walk down my path. It was just my path. And I embraced it. Just embraced what life has given to me. Why not make more of it? You seem pretty intelligent because it seems to me like I, you know. I'm I'm on the road to making more of it. Just because it hasn't happened now doesn't mean it isn't going to happen. So if, if, you, if it was a situation to where you didn't choose this, what do you say to the people who are choosing this that don't have to? To the people that choose it and don't have to, 
do a fucking great job at it. I'm going to let you know that right the fuck now. Hey, you better do the best job at it. You better be better than me because a bitch that don't want to do it and can do a great job at it, a bitch that wants to do it should be doing an excellent job at it. So ho is life. Ho is life. Ho is life. Listen, man. Again, you know, I, I thank you for coming into this show. I, you know, I, I thank you for painting a picture that a lot of people don't see. Um, it takes a lot of courage to come in here and tell your story um, and be carefree and living in your own skin. Mm. Um, you know, even when I seen your status promoting it, you know, you said you came to tell your whole stories. It didn't even sound like too many whole stories. It sounded like, you know, it was more of a, of an educational lessons. You got a couple of whole stories you want to give out? Mm. Huh? You say you say fifty was the. Most. I'm trying to think of 50. one. So like, wait, so what is the what is the limit? You say other than no Ain't bear, no kissing, no bear. So I mean, if it's two guys, three guys, four. Uh, nah, I don't do those either. I'll do man and woman. I wouldn't do two guys. Yeah, I've never. I haven't done two guys. You have since when? When the last time Since you? the very first time I've done two guys. Okay, so I'm about to say, yeah, like, like you ain't never did it. Nah. I've done it, but that was only one time and mm, never right. done so it. Listen, well, she, I couldn't knock it until I tried if she, it. If she say it was once, it was three. And if she no, was it was three, literally it was one time, and I probably was like 16. No, she lying. No, for Hey, real. look, what my nigga? We was in a hotel room. Oh, here we go. I'm fucking this one dude that I've been fucking on. His brother was with us. You know what his it is. His brother was in a hotel room, too, but I personally wanted to fuck his brother. I was like, damn, when I met his brother earlier that day, I said, damn, I met the wrong motherfucking one. Woo! <laughs> hey, fellas, I always say this before. Like, ladies, what do you do when you feel like you, you met the wrong friend? You so said- when I started fucking his brother in the hotel room, he was sitting over there on the couch. I started fucking him, too. How did you? How did you? How did that jump off? You just would like pull that motherfucker out or something? Or? I went over there and pulled that motherfucker out myself and put it in my mouth. She's a runner. She's a track star. when she get it, hey, that's the real version of that song. I don't know what the fuck y'all didn't made it something cute, but I'm from Detroit, <laughs> and that ain't damn. That's how that motherfucker went. How that's you? how that went. And after that, I felt like such a dirty whore, and I never done it again. Dirty whore? Dirty So whore. what's the difference between a hoe and a whore? Remember we talked about that earlier. A whore what's is the- a paid one. A whore is a paid one? So ain't, ain't, ain't none of these... Ain't none You've of heard these- of whore houses, not whole houses. <laughs> <laughs> Have any of the men that you met tried to take you out of this life? Uh, they say they were, but I didn't believe them. You didn't believe them? Mm-hmm. Do you think... Because it, it seems like a lot of the... A lot of the, the the negative situations that you are encountering are because of males. Do you think that because of the lifestyle you choose or what you're known for doing, that this is why these males may fix it? I remember you said that, and it kind of struck a nerve with me where you kind of said, this is what comes with the life. So it's, it sounds like you kind of accepted that you're going to receive this type of treatment from males just because of this life and you're okay Wait, receive what kind of treatment i mean the negative treatment these motherfuckers i don't get oh well that just that comes with that life with the escort life you get robbed you make a lot of money it's either or you know but sometimes robbery happens and you can't not know because it didn't happen for a very long time and then i finally had got robbed my first time being robbed at that, and it wasn't really a problem for me. Understood. Well, listen, man. You know, 
This has been a wild one for me, man. This is like, you know, I, I enjoy doing my podcast, man. I enjoy, we have a good time here, but it was like, this was kind of eye-opening for me, man. I, I want to go home and hug my fucking daughter. Man, please do. I want to go home and hug my fucking daughter, man. Y'all be parents to y'all kids. Um, Jelly, you know, I, I appreciate you coming through, um, telling your story. Uh, I mean, it, it seems like you're still in the life. Are you still accepting new clients? Yeah. Uh, if you want to go ahead and promote yourself, tell them where to find you. Tell them what to do if they're looking for you. Hey, get off. I give everybody the platform. We in 55 countries, 700 cities. Tell them your story. Tell them where to find you, Jelly. Go ahead. Mm, you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> okay, Instagram. That's the one I'm going to choose for y'all to hit me up on. Hit her up on the Instagram. And what's the Instagram? Jelly Roll Entertainment. Jelly Roll Entertainment. So listen here, man. What we gonna do is like, because I'm I'm, I'm concerned with your story, man, and 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 it, and it troubles me, man. That 25, you you a goddamn Iraqi war veteran or some around this motherfucker. You got a purple heart, man. Motherfucking marine over here, man. She over here. We got to get her to the veterans hospital. Something. Listen, we gonna keep we gonna keep we gonna keep our hands on you, Jelly. I'm I'm gonna check in with you. Um, you know what I'm saying throughout. Throughout whatever you're going through and whatever you got going in, you always welcome uh, to come here and spread some of these stories. This is, what, this is what I didn't ask you. Ain't none of these niggas wives or nothing ever. No, never. never. These niggas that good at you. So, so listen, fellas. Basically, what she's saying is, is that the escort trick John niggas is better cheaters than us. Cause I always get caught. She said her niggas ain't getting caught. Number two question, because everybody know. Um. I know Herman Keith, the real Herman Keith. He didn't fix the honey freaks. Okay. Jelly, how often with 50 niggas in the, how often are you getting these STD checks? What's what's going on with Listen, that? We gotta ask. I get checked for STDs all the time, but I'm What's not, all the time? Um well every three to six months. Three to six. When I, the last time you went? I actually just went recently went last month. You got some Got some results. I on got you? some papers. I got it on my phone. Oh, Feel okay. me on my chart. It's the ad? okay. Well, shit. Let us know something because you know, shit. We ain't. It's we get niggas. Niggas. But are, I don't do raw with clients. Man, I, listen. A nigga need a mask and a condom around this motherfucking nowadays. I don't do raw with with clients at all. I, I I dig it. I dig it. So listen, man. Look, check this out, man. I appreciate y'all coming through, man. This has been another uh, episode of the Bad Guy Radio podcast. Say hello to the bad guy, man. This is my mini series, True Life, Volume Three. My life is an escort. Um, the, the biggest thing, like I said, we wanted to educate, but entertain too. But I, I don't think this shit was so much. I think I got educated here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it, it seems like it's 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 it's, it's a lot of glitz, it's a lot of glamour. So if, if if the opportunity presented for you tomorrow, let's say somebody were, was able to get you a Referral for Chrysler or a job at Magnus, somewhere where you could be safe and not have to do this, would you take the job? I would. You would take the job. Mm -hmm. So what would it take job wise for you to get away from this shit? Because you, your head, we don't, you ain't got no helmet on. <laughs> you know, like this, you getting that video, that video was fucked up too. Uh -huh. What is it going to take for, because, I got a lot of listeners. I got a lot of listeners um, from a lot of places. What will it take? I know somebody out there hiring because everybody got the PPP and the unemployment. 
So ain't nobody coming to work. I know y'all can use somebody. Mm-hmm. What would it take for you to get on about this shit? Because I don't want to see nothing happen to you. I don't want to see nothing happen to nobody. Unless they fuck with me, then your whole family can die. But that's some a different story for a different day. But we're going to help Jelly now because Jelly fucking with Bad Guy Radio. And we're going to get her a Bad Guy hat with a helmet installed in that motherfucker because this shit was tragic. What well, we, what is it going to take? Job at a referral, Magnum, plant life, what you want? Yeah, you got to pay enough, though. What's enough? Because, listen, I'm only one person with no kids, and I've had plant jobs and stuff like that that was paying up to, like, 10 to $12 an hour, and I was oh, working no, at I'm least 40 hours a oh, week. Oh, no, baby, that shit over. You, you really you really been selling that motherfucker for a long time because jobs didn't change. Like, fucking that was white, a, yeah. White Castle paying $15, $16 an hour. But listen, man, on that note, man, listen. Talking about 15 I don't want to work for them. Why not? I don't do fast food. You don't? Do you do green money? Yeah. So what the fuck does it matter what the fuck you're doing as long as you're getting paid for it? Because I care about what the fuck I'm doing. You you care about? Yes, I do. Image over money. Other huh? than that, I would have been at a fast food restaurant right now. They're paying $16 an hour now. $16? $16 an hour. You wouldn't flip burger for $16 an hour? I would. I have. No, nah, you ain't flipped up. No, I worked at Taco Bell. Ta- Taco Bell ain't spending fucking $16 an hour before the pandemic. That's another story for another day. Listen, we're going to get you straight. Any leads we get, we're going to send to you. Y'all got our Instagram. Listen, man, in the meantime, <laughs> this is Bad Guy Radio, man. <laughs> I appreciate y'all coming through. Jelly, I got you. You, you, you want the last word? Or you want me to take us up out there? You can go ahead. I'm going to go up out this motherfucker, man. Listen, man, until next time, man, you know, we in this bitch. It's Bad Guy Radio. Make sure y'all hit the gram, hit the, hit the, hit the Facebook, hit the Twitter, hit all that shit, man. I'm up out this motherfucker, man. Bad Guy Radio, and we gone. I figure you's a hoe, but you can't help Cause getting raised by a hoe is kinda hectic Number two, your bitch gold nigga for them tender dicks A real nigga never get shit, bitch Born and raised in the motherfucking project, ho Getting muddled in the pack jam By the black dope, wearing the shucks up your ass With a two tie, letting niggas stick niggas all in the car Pussy all big and wet, looking good as shit Smelling like dead fish, and every week it's the same shit You ain't that little shit, and every time I see you You gotta have dick, you want no respect You get no respect, and all you want is my heart Court sex, one, two, three, yes, you know Four, five, six, seven niggas in your home Back to back from the back, head and all Doodoo brown and ladies, hairy ass balls They speak late night, me, you and all my boys Or the Vega bar, honey bar, honey bar Nigga out the nigga running up for ya Shaking like dawn, not trying to be ya Know the freak is the same, but I love it I'm all fingers getting deep, motherfucker Let's do it again, sometimes you're like that, huh The next nut going out for your grandma So I hope what you can't help it 